talk. Welcome to another episode of You Talk Too Much. And today's topic is why intersectionality ain't it? So for those of you who don't know what intersectionality is, it's a political theory that is quite popular at the moment. It was coined by an American lady called Kimberly Crenshaw. And it's helped um, give us the ideas of like critical race theory um, and, and types of theories like that. Um, if I'm going to explain what it means in real uh, layman's terms, it's basically built on the belief system that like Karl Marx, the um, originator of communist theory, um, states that life is about is, is history. Life is about history between the oppressor and the oppressed. And in Westernized societies, uh, the idea is that the people with the most power and privilege are there's like a social hierarchy of privilege and power, and the top is a white heterosexual. Um, now we've got. Um, males and your identity uh, places you on a certain place in the hierarchy and gives you certain privileges so I don't personally subscribe to this view of life I think because of my faith I don't see um, life as a struggle between the oppressed and the oppressor at least in the physical sense, I see everything in the spiritual. I think life, yeah. Um, I don't, like, everyone has potential for good and bad. And I don't think your identity is, is, the, is the final, um, has a final say in whether you're a good or bad person. Um, like, what ethnic group or what sexuality you have has any say on how good or bad you are. It's, it's individualistic. Um, but the, the theory says that, yeah. Um, because straight white men have always had power in shaping Western uh, countries and societies and culture, that they've always shaped the culture uh, towards what they like and towards systems that suit them. And I've had this conversation with my friends. I come from a liberal family. I come from a Labour voting family. I am from a marginalised minority here in New Zealand. I know that when my American friends, um, when I explain to them, because they know nothing about New Zealand, that Pacifica and Māori are considered the lowest class in New Zealand and our statistics and the way that we're treated by the media and by um, other New Zealanders is very similar to how, um, say, African Americans are treated in the United States or how um, the lowest class of people are treated in the UK. So I come from a background and I'm educated, so 
I come from a very liberal liberal politics family and a liberal background. So I understand how to that the view of 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 Western society being in this way uh, because that's how my lived experience um, leans me towards looking at, at our society that way. But I think um, because I try to be as objective as I can, and especially uh, as I've um, grown as a person, I think that that's that this idea that uh, Western society is um, intentionally shaped um, so that those of us who aren't white, straight, cis men suffer is just a very close-minded way of, of looking at reality. I and I try to explain this to one of my family members. We had this conversation. Um, I don't think. I think if you look at other societies in the world, they do similar things to what um, Westerners have done. If you look at the Middle East and how they've shaped their societies so that it favours um, Muslim um, straight cis men, and you look at China and they've shaped their society so that it favours um, Chinese straight cis men. Um, you know, and and I don't see them making everyone else feel bad about that. Um, maybe it is. Maybe I think that that's, that's what makes me proud of, of coming from um, a westernized country is that it may be a sign of health that that we see that as something that that isn't right. But I refuse to um, look at the society that I was brought up in, in terms of a good guy, bad guy kind of dictomony. Um, yeah, so when um, people, I mean, dictomy, yeah, I refuse to look at a reality that way where it's that simple. Uh, if I if I am influenced to look at, or if I'm um, if I feel like leaning towards uh, looking at life that way, I I'm more likely to see it as in a spiritual sense that it's really about uh, spiritually being. Yeah, like the spiritual elements of, of, of evil and, and good. I don't think um, people, just because of who they're born, um, intrinsically are evil or good, especially based on the identity groups that they, they find themselves in. So I, I, I reject the foundation of, of intersectionality, the foundational worldviews of it. Um, but I wanted to talk about why I think that intersectionality isn't the, the answer to our social ills. Um, so intersectionality um, pushes the idea of identity being political. That your identity that you, that you are grouped into um, 
groups you're into either the oppressor or the oppressed and and the oppressed are always the good guys so it doesn't matter um what the oppressed does everything that they do is right and it doesn't matter what the oppressor does everything that they do is wrong because they're the bad guys and so i don't subscribe to this view of reality um even though i i do admit i like to self-segregate into um you know i i i I feel mostly drawn to people who come from the same background as I do or at least from uh, to people who the society tends to identify as marginalized. I don't I don't think that uh, the reality of society is based on that we're all going to do and think the right things. I think of reality being about everyone as an individual and that's part of the reason why I like getting out of my comfort zone and meeting people who are totally the opposite to who I am or I love traveling because you think people um, are a certain way because of the way they look or the community they come from and then people can totally re-educate you like they can totally show you um, something opposite to what you think is true and that's beautiful that's part of beautiful thing of of belonging to the human race is that nothing is what it seems even those people who are what you expect you may get to know them more in a more um, intimate way and then find out that they're nothing like you first thought they were and I think that's part of the beauty of life um I feel like I'm an anomaly from my um, community, but I don't feel bad about that. I don't feel pressured by my community, by my family. I don't feel pressured by my from my myself to subscribe to what I think society thinks I should be. I totally embrace um, the boxes. <laughs> that people think I fit in but I also don't let those boxes keep me in I I mean like I said in other podcast recordings um, I I'm stereotypically Tongan I'm stereotypically South Aucklander I'm stereotypically uh, a woman a feminist every other stupid little meaningless label that Um, society puts on me but I'm also stereotypically not and that's fine I really don't care um, that that I I'm not 100% weird and I'm not 100% normal I'm fine with that and I think I don't believe in normal I don't I think that's where identity politics gets it wrong they they said they had um, create a normal for each group and there isn't a normal um, and who determines what the norm is for that group uh, especially if we live in a society shaped by white straight men is it them you know and I was talking about this idea with a family member who like me is very liberal or liberal I don't know if we could say very liberal but who is educated and liberal and and they got angry when I said you can't 
can't act like society was created to marginalize people like us. Um, you can't say that that's the, the first premise. You know, it might be um, like uh, something that, that came about because of it, but it wasn't the first thing that people thought about when they were creating these societies that, that we live in. And I think it's very um, close-minded and very ignorant of us to, to think, even though we can acknowledge history and acknowledge facts that, yes, white, straight, cis men... Um, I hate using the word cis, I don't believe in it, but um, white straight men um, created societies uh, so that would benefit them and their families. You can't think that they were thinking, oh, we're going to make it so hard for non-white people. Like, my experiences with uh, people with white, (laughs) I'm not going to, I feel we're ignorant using the word white, but um, my experiences with uncultured um, Pākehā or white people is that a lot of it is just out of innocence when they um, do things that are or say things that are that are culturally maybe um, offensive. It's really out of um, innocence, out of um, them not knowing that it, that other people who don't come from a similar background as them may interpret it in a, in a in an offend, offended way, so yeah, I I got into like a <laughs> a heated um, conversation, you may call it, with this family member who who doesn't view it because I reject. I mean, I'm not a fan of of the way that we're we're taught in academia. I don't I don't understand why Karl Marx is still the man. Uh, we s- we've seen in history and reality how communism doesn't work. I um, I don't agree with him in terms of history being about the oppressed and the oppressor, at least in the material ways that he talks about. I really think it's more in terms of spirituality. Um, yeah, I don't think people are intrinsically evil just because of who they're born. And yet, that's what Karl Marx's philosophy has created. I... The reason why I don't believe that intersectionality, this idea that um, that there's a social hierarchy based on privilege, and at the top there's white straight men, people who are born men, um, have the greatest advantage. It's just because we live in a different one. We live in a different society now. Society has changed from back in the day. Where it may have been that way. It depends on what aspect of reality you're looking at. Whether that's true. I mean. Um, I definitely believe in white privilege and Eurocentricity, um, but I don't think that. It, I mean, if you look in, in, in um, you know, in the entertainment industry and Hollywood, it's, it's definitely in vogue to be a, a minority. Um, it's not an advantage to be a straight white male. But in saying that, so intersectionality means um, the idea gives this, I, the, this political agenda where all of those, all of us who um, are marginalised, so-called marginalised, uh, are meant to get together and, and fight for a common um, right, the rights that we we strive for against. Um, 
um, the oppressors, which is um, the patriarchal white, white-born males. And and I don't think that's it. I don't think that's productive. Why? Because we all have different needs. They say academia and popular thought says that, you know, um, we all need to get together because we're all fighting for the same thing, which is human rights. But I think the reality is each of us want different things and often those rights that we each need as different groups are, co- are conflict with one another what i mean is that um if i look at um, what i'm mostly interested in which, which is marginalized ethnic communities being empowered um the thing that we need is um the most powerful thing that we need is is self-empowerment and I think the greatest um, way that we can be self-empowered is, is, is through family, is through um, men and women from our communities coming together, understanding the differences, building on the strengths of those differences and, and bringing children into the world um, where they are empowered in their ethnic identity and in who they are and are able to recognize that they the reality of, of being a marginalized ethnic group and 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 being able the parents being able to teach them how to navigate that reality in a wider society. That's the most thing I think um, eth- marginalized ethnic communities need. So we need um, you know the heteronormative. We need that. We need that. And, and that conflicts with um, like what um, the sexual sexual um, minorities need um, those from with a sexual identity that are that are ethnic mon- uh, that are minorities so what I mean is like the LGBTQ community they they reject the heteronormative of course and they um, need the individual um, individualism to to be recognised and to be enforced, and they need the freedom to to pursue their individualism and to p- pursue their individual um, sexual identities, and that's very very different to what ethnic um, marginalised minorities need. Okay, and then you have women. Okay, um, we need. Um, to have our sex-based rights um, recognized and that conflicts um, with the ethnic minorities because um, women you know they're pushing this independence from men a lot of the time and they're pushing this um, a lot of the time toxic femininity where uh, men are the oppressors and 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 they're meant to create a reality away from men so women's um, um, what they're advocating for often conflicts with what marginalized ethnic communities um, are, are pushing for so yeah I don't think intersectionality is the answer to society's uh, problems and in fact I think it's creating more um, problems because uh, it's like whoever is the strongest um, marginalized minority 
who's ever um, the strongest voice gets heard and that is detrimental to the other groups so um, do I have an answer for, for what's better than intersectionality? No but I just wanted this reporting to be very honest that, that we need to be honest about how um, this idea of of um, one common enemy for all these marginalized minorities being true it's not we are all very different and and we need to recognize that I mean if I'm talking from my own perspective my always my greatest um, concern has been marginalized ethnic communities I would love for us to recognize that the government can never help us because the government is part of a, a system that that has created a marginalization um, every society can't help it just because of human nature but create a marginalized community so you can't trust the system that helped create your situation to be the solution yeah so I don't think intersectionality is it uh, I hope that in the, that we wake up to this reality I don't think um, the, yeah, that um, white straight men are the enemy I don't think that people should you should view people as the enemy we're all one society um, definitely recognize the injustices of the past but also recognize the the strides that we've come that we've made um, to improving or recognizing the ills of the past and, and trying to rectify and trying to make amends for it but yeah I don't I don't like hating on people just because of the identity and it seems like we live in a society where it's okay as long as they're um, they're part of the oppressor's identity group and that's just wrong um yeah so i don't think intersectionality is it um i think the solutions need to be thought about in each group each marginalized minority um i hope we wake up to that reality I don't view reality through Karl Marx's philosophy. I think it's wrong. I don't think. Um, I think, uh, yeah, it's it's a really ignorant way of, of viewing reality, and it's not helpful, and it's causing a lot of a lot of chaos and 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 trouble and pain for our society um, because that's the the accepted um, world view in academia, and and they try and. I mean, I'm studying. They try and feed me that. But lucky I have my own way of thinking. But yeah, um, I hope you've enjoyed the episode. And please catch me on my next episode of You Talk Too Much. Talk. Talk.